So what really, um, what really grinds my gear about Bitcoiners, um, you know, maybe more than any other thing that they do, besides fraud, um, I really hate fraud, but, but I really don't like the fact that they, they seem to be, um, trying to seize government power and influence policy when the movement started as a, a way to, to separate yourself from the state. It is a criticism of the government having central control of the money, it not being a private thing, right? It's in the hands of government. But now they seem to um, be advocating for state power. And, um, you know, they just want to replace the current elite, right, government with their own uh, version of it, right? So they, they're trying to push Bitcoin on, on people through the state. And I just saw this, um, I just saw this tweet from Nick Carter, and I hate to pick on somebody individually, but um, he, he basically just is um, talking about how he went to uh, Norway, I guess, to, a, to influence politicians there about Bitcoin and under the guise of uh, human rights or it helps the poor. Um, so obviously they're, they're, they're trying to persuade politicians and, you know, uh, that their, their argument is, well, it's good for, for third world countries. So I guess you should support this. But, you know, what I would like to do, you know, and I guess this is free country, right? Nor- Norway is also free. Anyone can bribe a politician or influence them in, in any way. But I guess what really bugs me is that the Bitcoiners started off saying that they weren't going to do this, that they didn't they, that they didn't have to to basically um, force their will, right, their their way, which is Bitcoin. They want Bitcoin to become legal tender. They want politicians to embrace it. it there there was this idea that you didn't need government support, and this was the answer to to political factions just fighting each other. That Bitcoin could exist without it. Bitcoin would be adopted without government force. You know, it'd just be adopted because the free market chose it, you know, and I'm, I'd be for perfectly fine with that. If Bitcoin became the dominant medium of exchange through just regular old free market adoption, that's great, right? Because people, people want to use it on their own. But what I see more and more that the Bitcoiners are spending their time on, you know, it's not making the project better. It's not developing, um, you know, maybe new new tools in Bitcoin or, or different different code that would make it better. I mean, yeah, they do that. There's development in Bitcoin, but their main goal right now is just persuading politicians, persuading third world countries to adopt it. Pers- it you know, and I realize that they they're somewhat going on the defensive here because they don't want, um, you know, in Europe they're a little bit more. Um, uh, they're not as easy going in Europe. They have a little bit more um, pushback, right, on the crypto industry. Although not much. I mean, the crypto industry, Bitcoiners seem to be winning over there. Uh, that's what I see is that they try to ban Bitcoin mining over there. Um, and, because, you know, they're further along with their green push, their green policy push, energy push than we are. So uh, the Bitcoiners, I think, are winning. Um, but it's, I guess it's because, you know, this, this conference that... Um, or whatever it was, a, a meeting between the politicians and some prominent Bitcoiners at the Human the, the Human Rights Foundation, which is head by Gladstein and Nick Carter, Lynn, Lynn Aldine, I saw in the picture. They, they basically just took this picture and they put it on Twitter and saying, oh, we're influencing policy in Norway. 
Uh, but yeah, this, this wasn't the idea of Bitcoin. You know, I, I first heard about Bitcoin in 2013. And the goal was then not to gain government power, right? To gain adoption organically. Because it was supposed to be a good money, or in theory, it could be a good money. But, you know, with their push for legal tender laws, you know, they don't want to have to pay capital gains on Bitcoin. Um, they want to, they want governments to mine Bitcoin. They even talk about how states should just like buy Bitcoin and hold it on their, you know, balance sheet, how the federal reserve should just be buying Bitcoin, how taxpayers should have to support Bitcoin through not only renewable, you know, tax breaks, uh, they take advantage of to mine, but also they want cities to mine Bitcoin. So directly they want the taxpayer to basically pay for cities, government, government, officials, state level, federal level, all to mine Bitcoin, you know, at the taxpayer's expense, because someone has to pay for this electricity. Yes, the miners were donated, but somebody has to pay for this electricity. So, and they also want like government pensioners to buy Bitcoin. Um, And this isn't, this is not like normal adoption. This is government forced adoption. This is adoption at the threat of, at the start of the state, at the threat of a gun, um, and it's just totally different than what the, the, the movement, um, started off as, you know, it started off as this anti, um, government movement and they were upset that the dollars were controlled by the central government, by basically the fed. And, you know, basically that was very, um, centralized through the political process, but now they want to be the government. Now they want, they just want to force their way on everyone else. Um, and I've, I've given them a little bit of slack because, you know, in any kind of statist society, which we're, we're definitely more statist than, than free, uh, you just have political factions vying for power to try to push their way on the rest of the country. So, um, you know, you could, one argument they might use to, to defend themselves for, for seizing government power, bribing officials, bribing regulators, is that, well, if we don't, um, Bitcoin will be killed. Because if we don't stand up for Bitcoin the state or other people who don't like it will push, push it into, uh, basically kill it. Um, and they could be, they could be correct on on that, that side. Uh, but, but, but then, you know, it just shows to me that Bitcoin's failed because Bitcoin was supposed to win without having to seize government power. Bitcoin was supposed to win without having to seize government power, without having to force taxpayers to support it right through legal tender laws or through cities mining it, or through, you know, it, what they've done right now is they're, they're all over the world right now. There's this push to, like, get third world countries to adopt it, you know, put, pushing it out on the poor. Um, and it, they basically want every country to adopt this stuff. And, you know, Nick Carter and Lynn Alden and, and Gladstein, you know, and all the rest of them, I just don't know who they are. You know, it's fine if they want to influence politicians that's how our society is structured right now but you know what what if they're wrong how can we objectively prove if bitcoin really helps the poor that's what i want to see i want to see objective measures you know can bitcoin really help the poor and everything that they're convincing politicians of right to go easy on bitcoin or to adopt it as legal tender or whatever they want uh the regulators to do in these little meetings that they have but there's, there should be some consequences, right? There should be some real consequences for these people advocating that Bitcoin helps the poor in third world nations, you know, because this whole, this whole meeting was about humanitarian 
Bitcoin is good for the humanitarian reasons. Um, they need to have consequences if this doesn't work. Like they should have to be, they should have to make these people in these poor countries whole if, um, if what they're advocating is wrong, right? So can we have some objective measures? So Bitcoin right now is trading at 30,000. If all of these poor countries adopt Bitcoin because the West, right? The Western world is saying you should because it's good for, it'll help you somehow. They don't really say how it's going to help you. But um, but it'll help you if it doesn't. Maybe these people should be on the hook, right? Nick Carter should have to make personally everybody um, who takes his advice whole if if Bitcoin trades at you know ten thousand dollars next year, right? So that these poor people bought in and then they lost. You know, maybe there should be some objective um, standards here. Maybe these people should be personally on the hook to to guarantee that that Bitcoin is going to be good for the poor people. <laughs> And maybe if they, you know, this is extreme, perhaps, but perhaps, you know, there should even be some jail time involved because, you know, what this is, is this is fraud. If they are purposely lying, they are committing fraud and fraud is a crime. Fraud is a crime. So, um, so yes, it is criminal to purposely say that Bitcoin can help the poor, right? Can do, can do wonders for them. Um, and then it'd be wrong, right? And to some extent, these people that they're committing a fraud, but not really. I mean, if you material, if you misstate something materially, um, but if you say, well, I was just guessing, that's not a good enough excuse. You know, if you're bribing politicians, if you're out there publicly, you need to be, you know, 95% certain that what you're spouting off about Bitcoin helping the poor and third world countries is accurate. And if you can't, say with 95% accurate, if you can't put your personal, you know, wealth behind this, if you can't personally say that I believe with my heart, this is true, I will testify under oath and there will be serious consequences. If it's not true, I will, you know, basically make all these people whole or I'll go to jail. If this turns out to be false, I want to see some serious consequences for people basically wrecking the third world, because in my opinion, they're wrecking them if they if they um, convince these politicians in third world countries to adopt Bitcoin, you know, and a bunch of poor, poorish people, you know, not of the Western world adopt Bitcoin and then they lose all their money. You know, so they're the bag holders, you know, these in my opinion, they just want more people suckered into this to buy their bags um, because uh, it's extremely volatile. Poor people can't store their wealth in something volatile. Um, so I don't understand, uh, really why this is being pushed as a humanitarian, um, you know, goal, like, you know, maybe in the very rare circumstance, if someone is, is fleeing their, their oppressive government, perhaps, but if they live in an oppressive regime, regime, why is the government even allowing, um, the local people to, to, go from Bitcoin to the, the local currency. Wouldn't they stop that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe, it's what I'm saying is maybe there's a rare case in the very extreme, you know, somebody's being oppressed. They can't, they can't, uh, they can't transact in the local currency or dollars. Uh, but, but this is being pushed as like a long-term humanitarian effort that will help these third world countries rise out of poverty. Like this is being pushed as something that that uh, isn't just a short term fix, right? Where somebody can hold Bitcoin and transact and get food for the day, or whatever they need. 
this is being pushed as something that can like lift these third world countries up to third to like first world status. This is something that's being pushed as, you know, we should make this legal tender in this third world country. Um, and so there are arguments for why Bitcoin should be allowed to get away with all kinds of um, things that like the regular financial institutions can't. Um, you know, you can make the same argument. Well, we should drop BSA laws, right, for banks, because there's some people in some third world country that um, can't identify themselves through KYC process because they need dollars or they need they need something. Right. So this argument that's being made to support Bitcoin that it should exist and it shouldn't have to follow the, the laws that every other financial institution has to follow um, could be made for for any other you know payment processor, PayPal. They shouldn't have to follow KYC because there's people in third world countries that are being targeted for their uh, political beliefs that, that don't align with the local dictator. I mean, you could make this argument across the board. Why does Bitcoin, why does crypto in general get a special pass like from all these other rules that all these other financial institutions have to abide by. You know, there's money transmitter rules and Bitcoin is breaking money transmitter rules because the miners are transmitting value and they are not being regulated like they should. That would be, you know, equivalent to any other financial institution in the United States. They're getting a free pass on this. And what they continue to do in Bitcoin is they continue to, to bribe regulators, to bribe politicians in order to make sure that they're not regulated the same way or treated the same way as every other, um, you know, basically payment service. So maybe that's why they're trying to seize government power. But, you know, this movement is no longer about freedom. And what it intended to be is to be separate from the state. It intended to be a solution to uh, state-controlled money, you know, you're forced to use the dollar because that's what the state accepts. Um, it, it, and it's, it's controlled through the state. It's controlled through the Fed. It meant to be this competing thing that didn't have to worry about government crackdown, didn't have to worry about government um, uh, ruling one way or another. It just meant to be this independent thing. And, and now um, they've, they've graduated to... Um, wanting to impose, you know, Bitcoin as the standard, as the as the state standard. They just they they want to seize government power, and I don't know, you know, how they're going to do it without making a lot of political enemies, because there's a lot of other cryptocurrencies that would love to be also legal tender and not have to pay capital gains tax. So why should Bitcoin be special, and why should politicians? Right, we haven't seen it yet, but where are the Ethereum? politicians? Where are the Dogecoin politicians? Where are the politicians advocating that the people in Dogecoin shouldn't have to pay capital gains tax? Or that the state should have to accept um, taxes in Dogecoin, right? They should have to figure that out and have to take my Doge and, and you know, so I don't have to sell it, right? The state has to figure that out. But why? You're going to have all these competing factions vying for government, government power, you know, um, and this is, I guess, what happens when any movement gets really large, um, and has just has a lot of cash to burn through and has an incentive to make sure that politicians don't don't sort of ruin the party for them uh, is that they they go for government power. Uh, but but they can't, you know, so in some respects, I understand why they're doing it. But in other respects, um, I can't I can't really um, I can't really respect these people anymore because they used to say that Bitcoin was 
not going to do this. They used to say this is this isn't Bitcoin. I mean, this is. But as soon as you involve the government saying that we the government's now going to be mining Bitcoin or putting it on its balance sheet, you've lost the argument to say that Bitcoin's freedom because anything that the government does to support Bitcoin in a way that the ultimately taxpayers have to support Bitcoin is not freedom. That's not real adoption. That's state enforced adoption, you know, at the threat of a gun, you know, so it would have been really cool if Bitcoin could have not been lobbying politicians, not been bribing regulators. uh, And it just been this organic adoption process. Instead, we see just the opposite. We see that Bitcoin really is, is vying for state power or for government power uh, for, for special privileges, like they just want, they want to get rid of the capital, capital gains tax just for Bitcoin. Well, what, like what, in what world does that make sense? You know, if you don't like capital gains tax, get rid of it across the board. If you don't like money transmitter laws because it invades on financial privacy and it hurts the unbanked and it hurts people in third world countries or whatever, then get rid of the laws here for everyone though. Don't, don't just say that Bitcoiners get a special pass, uh, and everyone else has to abide by these rules. Um, and stop saying that cities like Fort Worth need to be mining Bitcoin. Right now, we have a city in, in Texas mining Bitcoin at taxpayers' expense. Um, taxpayers are on the hook for the electricity. And so uh, because of Bitcoin, because this Texas Blockchain Council basically bribed this, the mayor of Fort Worth to start mining Bitcoin, uh, along with a... Bitcoin mining company, I think Compass Mining donated the miners, but who's paying for the electricity and who's paying for the knowledge city city employees have to have uh, to figure out how to mine it, how to store it, you know, all of these things um, that are just not accounted for when they when they try to proclaim that oh well the city isn't on the miners were donated. Well, you forget about all the electricity and just all of the employee time that goes into you know starting up a program like this where the city is mining Bitcoin. Uh, and the city is holding the Bitcoin too. So it's not even realizing the gain. Uh, it's holding this Bitcoin as an investment, I suppose, because they're not converting it immediately for dollars. So, you know, even if the, the Fort Worth people could, city people could mine Bitcoin and say the profit today, um, they're not realizing that profit because they're never, they're not actually selling the Bitcoin. So this is something that the city taxpayers are having to pay for. Basically, it's an investment in Bitcoin through the Bitcoin mining that they're doing. So basically, if you're in favor of this, which all the Bitcoiners are, I've not seen a Bitcoiner come out against this. Just like I haven't seen a Bitcoiner against, you know, ending subsidies for renewables, right? Because there's tax subsidies for renewables. So the taxpayers are basically having to support Bitcoin mining if these Bitcoin miners are using renewables. I haven't seen a Bitcoin miner come out against that. And why? It's because they think it's good for Bitcoin. And even if they maybe think about it and they're principled and they don't like it, they're not going to come out against it because they usually say something like Marty, Marty Bent will say something like, oh, well, Nick Carter's my friend. You know, he's my friend. So I don't want to actually you know, confront him about this or whoever. I'm just picking on them. But whoever might say this, they don't want to ruffle any, any feathers. Um, so they basically just say, uh, yeah, they're just going to leave it, leave it, leave it alone. And they're just going to let, you know, Nick Carter get away with. With, um, with advocating that taxpayers directly subsidize the Bitcoin miners that are mining with renewables. So 
I, I really like to expose this hypocrisy of, among the Bitcoiners. They think they have organic adoption, but they really don't. They have state-enforced or state-subsidized or taxpayer-subsidized adoption. Um, so, you know, how can they proclaim to be the freedom movement? They, they should be, they should, they should have, have separated themselves completely from the state. Yeah, what do we see? We see them influencing policy, influencing state officials, uh, trying to vie for political power. They're running now candidates that are directly pro-Bitcoin. It'd be like running a politician who directly uh, was, was spouting off like, oh, you should buy Apple stock every single day. And that's all they focused on, right? Oh, buy Apple, buy Apple. Apple is the stock of freedom, you know, and all this, you know, and, and bribing politicians to, to support Apple, you know, other politicians, uh, writing Apple stock only, you know, legislation. Um, that they're they're trying to announce a crypto bill next week, right? They're going to be talking about it at a conference tomorrow, DC Blockchain Summit. And I talked about earlier today how they want to charge for this, even though they're inviting like thirty politicians and regulators. They want people to pay for their live stream. Uh, you know, who's paying? Who's paying these salaries of these regulators and? politicians. They are public servants. They're not supposed to just be doing the bidding of the crypto bros, but they are because they're being bribed.